Okay, uh, it's been a momentous weekend, hasn't it? Been a historic weekend. Who watched the coronation yesterday? Hands up if you watched it or saw it on catch up or saw some of it. So, so a lot of us, a lot of us saw it. I don't know how you felt about it. I don't know what you thought. I thought there were some really great bits in there, reminding us that first and foremost, Charles is a Christian king. But what sort of Christian king is he going to be? As Mike's already said. Over the last uh, fortnight, we've had uh, over a thousand school children in, uh, and they've been doing mock coronations. Don't worry, you're going to get to enjoy a little bit of that later. We're going to do some of that with you this morning. Um, and uh, Teresa and this small army of volunteers that we were just giving thanks for have done a great job, not least in these crowns. So we've mentioned them already, but what I'd like you to do, if you are sat next to one of these pillars or close to these pillars, okay, you're going to have to read something that's on it. And uh, Thomas is here. He's going to run around with the mic. And I, let's just get a sense of what the school children in our town uh, have been wanting to articulate as a prayer for the king. So if you're sitting close by one, just grab one, just one or, one or two things, that's all. Thomas, go. You're going to have to be quick because we haven't got long, so just read one, one thing out that, that, uh, that we can say thank you for or that the kids are praying for. We might need to go around the other side. Have we got one? One says, God save the king. God save the king. Okay, next pillar. Go to the next pillar. Go, go, go around that quickly. Come on, Thomas, you're going to have to be quick. What else have we got? Keep reading as well. And if you you think you've got something, put it... It says loving. Sorry, say it again. At the bottom it says loving. Loving. We pray that our our king would be loving. Fantastic. Next one. Dear Lord Jesus, I pray King Charles will know you and trust you. Amen. Oh, what a great prayer. I pray King Charles will know you and trust you. We're getting to the back now. Well done. What have we got there? It says I hope makes... Hope it makes King Charles a kind king. We want King Charles to be a kind king. Okay, Thomas, come around to the back pillar. I mean, each of these, if you get a chance to read them before you go, do, do come and have a look at them because there's some amazing prayers on here. What have we got at the back? Dear God, help the new king. Help that we want, as we were praying earlier, weren't we, that, that uh, uh, they would in, uh, the king would indeed be helped. Yes, and uh, three to go. What help have we got? Help king. Help, another prayer for help. Great. Two to go, quickly. Come, who's, who's, who's got something here? Oh, just, just come into the mic. Oh. Be a loving king. To be a loving king. And from the front, who's got one at the front? Two down here. Oh. Um, God help King Charles with love and peace. Love and peace. And I think we've got, just, just quickly around at the front here as well, have we got something here? God save the king. God save the king. Fantastic. You can hang on to that because you'll need it um, again in a moment. Uh, aren't those all great things to pray for uh, our king? It is so important that we pray for those in positions of leadership and positions um, of authority, that they would lead well, that they would be loving, that they would be fair, that they would be servant-hearted. Now, we'll have to wait and see to see how uh, King Charles will do. Will he be a good king um, or or not so good king? Maybe he will get a nickname, depending on how he does. If you know and like your history, you'll know that some kings in history have really cool nicknames. Uh, So, for example, uh, if I were to say to you, William the... You would reply... Not the third, as my wife did this morning when I was checking it on her... (laughs) Sorry, love. Um, right. <laughs> yes, and if I were to say Richard the... Yeah, you might say third as well for that one, but no, no, we would go, we'd go for Lionheart. And of course, if I said Alfred the... Alfred the Great. Okay. 
Well, last week, okay, Teresa stumbled across online a great game, and uh, we're, uh, we're going to play it this morning. It's called Phony or Throny, okay? <laughs> Throny or Phony, what, what's it going to be? And I need two captains, so I need two volunteers. Who wants to be a captain for this side? Volunteer, come on then, up we come. And a volunteer on this side, great, come on, yep, come on up you come, super. Now, you're not gonna, we're going to play a quiz, and you don't have to do it all on your own, okay? You, you are going to take the advice of this side of the church, and you are going to take the advice of this side of the church. Uh, where's my microphone? Here we go. So, just tell us your name. Paul. William. So we've got William rooting for you, and we've got Paul rooting for you. Okay, so I can't... I, need, I haven't got enough hands. There we go. <laughs> right, here's an example just to get you going, okay? So, throny or phony. What we need, I'm going to give you a name and a nickname, and you've got to decide whether actually this was a real king or queen from the past, or it's a made-up one, okay? So it's throny for real, or phony for made-up. So here's an example, Ivan the Terrible. What do we think? Is he a phony or throny? Throny. We think he's throny. Here he was in Russia, and there are the dates he was, okay? So we're going to start, um, we're going to start on Will's side, and, um, oh, I've lost my... There we go. Right. So we've got four each, okay? Here we go. And there's, there's a suite in it for each correct answer, as long as that's all right with, with parents, all right? So here we go. So, Will, we're starting with this. Helen the Tough. Helen the Tough. Do we think she was real or a phony? You think phony? What does the, what does the, what does the, what does the rest of the... We want to go with phony. We want to go with phony. Helen the Tough. Oh, no! Bosnia, 1395 to 1398, Helen the Tough. So she was, she was a throny, she wasn't, she wasn't made up. Paul, are you ready? Here's one for you on your side. Ethelred the Unready, do we think that's phony or throny? What do you think? Throny. You, you think throny, what do we think? What does Mike think? <laughs> yes, he is Mike's personal hero. He is, he is throny, well done. Oh, so we've got some... Thomas, can you just uh, hold those out and dish those out? You're keeping score. You're, you're my scorekeeper as well, Thomas, okay? So, 1 0 here. So, we've got one sweet. Oh, no, we didn't get a sweet here. We didn't get a sweet. You've got to earn this one, Will, all right? So, here we go. Right, are we ready? Next one Louis the Lazy. Is Louis the Lazy real or made up? What do we think? What do you think? Made up. You think he's made up. What do we think on this side? Oh, well, go with your gut. Go with your gut. Is he, is he phony? Phony. He is phony. Yes, well done. You've got a, you've got a sweet there. Okay, back to Paul. Are you ready? Here we go. Next one. Julius the Happy. Phony or throny? Julius the Happy. What do you think? You're not sure. Go on, give him some encouragement then. Phony. We're going phony. Yeah, yeah phony. We're going phony. He is phony. Yes, yes, well done. Okay, so sweet there. Back on, back on to Will then. Here we go. Here's a good one. Otto the Crazy. Is that real or not real? Not real. You don't think he's real? What do we think on this side? We think, oh, they think real. Do you want to go with what they're saying? Do you want to, yeah, you want to take their advice? He is real. There he is, Otto the Crazy. Oh, history's not being good to you, is it, if that's your nickname? Otto the Crazy. Okay, right, next one. Here we go. Uh, my favourite. <laughs> Wilfred the Hairy. Is he phony or throny? Real. You, you think he's real? What do we think? Oh dear, we're not sure that this side of the church is not sure. What, shout out. Throny, we think throw. We, 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 you're going for real? You're going with your guts? Yes, he is. There he is. Catalonia. Uh, uh, 
One left each. One left each. You're doing really well. Okay, Will, here's your last one. Are you ready? Baldwin. Baldwin the bald. <laughs> okay. Do we think Baldwin the bald is phony or throny? What do we think? Come on, give him some encouragement. Real. Yeah, you go, you're going for real. He's going for real. He is real. Well done. You've got a sweet. Brilliant. Pour your last one. Are you ready? William the Ugly. <laughs> oh, gosh. Man. Okay, William the Ugly. What, what are you thinking? You're thinking phony? Are we thinking phony on this side as well? He is phony. Yes, well done. Well done. There is no William the Ugly, fortunately. So, well done. I think on a balance, what was it? Was it this side got one more, I think? One more. Well done. Give this side a round of applause. Give these guys a round of applause. You can go and take a seat. Great stuff. Great stuff. Sometimes kings get nicknames for what they are uh, known um, by or what they look like. Sometimes it's their features. Sometimes it's their, their characters. And we were reminded yesterday that although we have a new king, he and everyone else on planet Earth live uh, under the rule of an eternal king, King Jesus. And if we were to give King Jesus a nickname, what would we give? Jesus the, what would, what would we give? What, what did, merciful, sa- saviour, go on, shout, shout some out, go on. What a, kind, loving. And it, yeah, all these things, they, we, they, they, they come to us, don't they? Rescuer, Jesus the rescuer, perhaps. Jesus the, Jesus the redeemer. Well, for me, one of the most powerful parts of the service yesterday was right at the beginning. I don't know if you, if you clock that bit, right at the beginning of the service. Um, a child of His Majesty's Chapel Royal stood before the king and he said this. He said, Our Majesty, as children of the kingdom of God... We welcome you in the name of the King of Kings. It's what Mike drew our attention to right at the start. That's a great nickname, isn't it, for Jesus? I mean, all the others are true, definitely, and they're good. But Jesus, the King of all kings. And then the king replied to this, this, this small child, I don't know if, if, you, if you clocked it, he replied to this welcome in Jesus' name by saying this. He said, in his name, in other words, in Jesus' name, and after his example, after the example of Jesus, I come not to be served, but to serve. Wow. <laughs> That's just, it's incredible. So why did King Charles III say that? Well, he got it right out of the Gospels, and Debs is going to come and read that passage for us now, where that comes from. Before she does, she's coming up, but before she reads, though, let me just set the scene for you, because she's only going to read a couple of verses. And the scene setting is this. Two of Jesus' disciples, um, the two brothers, they've been encouraged by their mum, all right? They have been trying to secure the best seats in the house in heaven, all right? They want to be either side of Jesus, and uh, as you can imagine, that's kind of caused a little bit of a rumpus with the other disciples, you know, the other ten. And there's a little bit of argument, why are you so special and, and sort of what's going on here? Those two guys, they wanted to be right up there with Jesus uh, when it comes to uh, the great party in paradise. So Jesus has to sort of bring them all together, and this is, uh, we're going to hear what he, what he does and what he says. Jesus called them together and said... 
You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must first be your servant, and whoever wants to be the first must be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. Yeah, thanks, Debs. So Jesus says here that the Son of Man, and that's actually a nickname that Jesus kind of gave himself. It's a title that he used, in fact, more than any other title um, to, to refer to himself. Jesus says that he did not come to be served, but to serve. But how? How did Jesus come to, to serve? Uh, to, um, uh, to serve? Did he come by, by feeding the, the hungry? Well, he did do that, didn't he? He did feed the hungry, but that's not what's mentioned here when he's talking to his disciples. Did he come to bring justice to everyone? Well, well yeah, he did, but that's not what he mentions here. Did he come to protect the vulnerable in society and, and, and look after the weak? Yes, he most certainly did, but for some reason it's not what he chooses to mention here. No, the primary way, we could say the most important way that Jesus came to serve, as he says, was to give his life as a ransom for many. In other words, there is something absolutely fundamental about Jesus' death on a cross that serves you and it serves me. Something absolutely crucial. He paid the price. He was the ransom, we could say, that all of our sins, all of that bad stuff that we, that we think and that we say and that we do, he paid the price that, 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 that all of that deserves. And he laid down his life so that by believing and trusting in him, we could be forgiven our sins and then made right with God. That is why he is the king of kings. Because no other king <laughs> could do that, could they? All other kings can do that feeding of the hungry. They can, they can uh, try and enforce justice. They can look after the, the vulnerable. They can protect their citizens. And we pray that King Charles III will preside over a government that does those things. But only King Jesus serves us by laying down his life to forgive our sins so that we can be made right with God. It is truly, truly amazing. That's why what happened in Westminster Abbey yesterday is so incredible about that. Should we just remind ourselves of of what what happened? Who would like to be king today? Who wants to be king? Come on then, come and be king. I've got a throne for you. Now, uh, microphone please, sir. Um... So name, please, uh, nice and clear for everyone. Uh, King Charles III. I was hoping you would say that because I would correct you if you didn't say it. Absolutely. And why do you want to be king? Uh, Because my mum died. Okay, so you want to be king. All right, I was, uh, we need to bear in mind what, uh, what, what was said earlier as well about serving, serving other people. Okay, so you are going to be our king today. We need an Archbishop of Canterbury. Who wants to be an Archbishop of Canterbury? Somebody we haven't had. We, uh, some, go on, then, right, right, uh, right at the back. We're not sort of. Um, t- oh, we've got two coming up. Okay, 
we're not telling that we're not foretelling the future here um, in terms of whether we have a female Archbishop of Canterbury and a Dean of Westminster. But come on, let's let's have some important people up at the front. Um, we'll give you a hat. We're not going to give you the whole shebang, but if you put a hat on, because you do have a role to play here. Okay, so you can stand. There we go, and try and try not to let it flop down. There we go. Is that all right? Okay. So. Who can remember what happened yesterday? Where the king uh, was given a number of gifts. Can we remember what the first one was? What was the first gift? It was also the most important. If you need, if you need some help, then some people might be able to help you here. Will's got his hand up. Go on, Will. What, what do you... It was a Bible. Well done. And it was presented by the moderator of the Church of Scotland. And um, I thought, who could, who could present uh, the Bible with a nice Scottish accent for us this morning? Thomas, you need to go and find Rodney. Oh, where's the mic? What have I done with the mic? Thank you. Uh, he's, he's, got a, he's got a great Scottish accent, though. Listen to this. This might sound more Scottish than yours, Fiona, but I'm not, anyway. Uh, <laughs> so, when the moderator of the Church of Scotland... Uh, said the following, and actually, you know, as an aside, it is a shame, though, that the moderator of the Church of Scotland heads up an organisation that might not completely believe what he's about to say. But this is what he said. Rodney, do you want to stand up and say this for us? Sir, to keep you ever mindful of the law and the gospel of God, receive this book the most valuable thing that this world affords. Here is wisdom. This is the royal law. These are the lively oracles of good. They are indeed. Well done. And, and there, there is the book, the, the actual Bible that, that Charles got. So we're going to give you one of our, our church Bibles here. That is an incredible claim. It was beautifully read. It was beautifully read in a Scottish accent. But it is an incredible claim because in it, it says that the Bible is the most valuable thing that the world affords. Now, the crown jewels are kept in the Tower of London, and they're kept under really tight security. They're very, very expensive. But this claim is that the Bible is even more valuable than them because it contains divine wisdom, and it is actually the words of God. Great. So he's got a Bible. What happened next? Something really significant happened. Can, can you remember? Anybody remember? Go on. Do you know what it was? It wasn't the orb. Not, not yet. He got some gifts. But before he got the gifts, something really important happened. And we didn't actually get to see it. So can, can we remember what that was? The anointing, yes. There we are. The screens went up. And uh, King Charles III was anointed on his head, on his chest, and on the palms of his hands. So, King Charles, you're going to have to open up your hands. And uh, um, we're just going to put, put, put our finger in, the, in, in there and then just do it on his hands. Just make a sign of a cross on his hands there. That's it. And you can also do it on the top of his head if you want. Do you want to do that? You can't. No, you don't want to do that. Okay. But that, that's, that's what happened. I can... <laughs> um, and this wasn't like a magic conferring of the Holy Spirit. It kind of sounded a bit like that at one point if you were listening to, to some of what was going on in the commentary. But it was a prayer that the Holy Spirit 
would do his work in pouring out his blessing on Charles. That's what we were praying for. We weren't actually doing that, um, but that was the prayer that the Holy Spirit would bless our king. So he's been, um, he's been given a Bible, really important. He's been um, uh, anointed with this oil. We've prayed for the, for the Holy Spirit. Um, and uh, what did he get next? Anybody, anybody have a clue? What did he get next? He got a sword next. There we are. Penny Morden got a sword. Do you want to play the part of Penny? Here we go. I don't think Penny was quite wearing that, but we'll get, we'll get the gist. And who can tell me what was different about this sword? What was different about it? There's a hand right at the back. Can you shout it out? I didn't quite catch it. Did you say it was blunted? Yes, good. It was, it's, it's, it's blunted at the end. The sword was blunted, and it, and it was blunted to show power, yes, but also mercy, that the king rules with power and mercy. He's supposed to use it to uh, resist evil, to defend good, and it's a sign of disjustice and mercy. And then the Archbishop of Canterbury says, ah, I've lost my words, never mind, it's on the screen. Um, he said this, with this sword do justice, stop the growth of iniquity, protect the holy church of God and all people of goodwill, help and defend widows and orphans, restore the things that have gone to decay, maintain the things that are restored, punish and reform what is amiss, and confirm what is in good order. That's a mouthful, isn't it? But those are really, really important words. And how we pray that King Charles, our government, and our nation, and our church would do just that. How can he do it? How can our government do it? How can our church do it? By not ignoring this. The most valuable thing that this world affords. So keep keep hold of that because it's really valuable. Okay, Um, what else was he given? You said it already. Yeah, go on then. Do you want to grab the orb? And this orb is, look at this, this is a brilliant model of an orb, isn't it? And uh, this uh, orb represents the whole earth. The cross is on top of it. Remember, it's the place where the king of kings gave his life as a ransom for many. That's why it's there. That's how important it is that we have that symbol of the cross. And, uh, and, um, and, and the, the orb represents the whole earth. And how valuable everything is, is represented by all the jewels. So do you want to give it to the, to the king? There we go. So the king was given that orb as well. And what next was he given? Yes, someone shouted it out, a scepter. So if you hold, hold the scepter uh, there. Now apparently, you're not going to believe me when I tell you this, are you? But one of these jewels, not really this one, but one like it, is worth over £400 million. Just one of those jewels on, on this scepter, which is a staggering amount of, of uh, money. Uh, there were jewels everywhere, of course. There were jewels on the crown. There were jewels on the sword, uh, there were jewels on the scepter, on, on, on the orb, everywhere. What, what do we think was the most valuable thing there? Go on. The Bible. The bu- well done. You didn't go into my trap. Well done. Exactly. So way more valuable than all these stones. There is the Bible. I hope you're getting the message. Actually, King Charles got two of these sticks. We've only got one today. It's a bit, bit funny to call it a stick, but, you know, that's what it is. And on top of that stick is a dove. Who knows why there's a dove on top of the stick? Pardon? 
Symbolizing peace, yeah. Well, and, and, but obviously we know, and this was mentioned in the service, that when Jesus was baptized, the Holy Spirit came upon him in the form of a dove. And uh, that's why the dove is there, and it represents, as we say, this promise and peace. There was so much beautiful, rich Christian imagery in, um, in the service. And of course, the climax of the service, what have, we, what have we got yet? What's still to come? The crown, yes. So let's, you, you hold the stick, and uh, here's, a, here's a crown. Do you want to put the crown on? I don't know about you yesterday, but this was the bit where I was thinking... Is the Archbishop of Canterbury going to get this right? Is he going to drop it, put it on? He seemed to take it off. He seemed to squiggle it around a little bit. I was thinking I was hoping that was on. So do you want to put the, put the, uh, the, the, the crown on uh, the head of the king? I'll have you supposed to be in real life. Uh, pretty heavy. And it's quite... It's, yeah, there you go. Yeah, well done. That's good, Charles. Thank you. Um, and... Oh, look, I'm not flicking along. There we go. There's the orb. Um, and there's the scepters. Here is the crown. You can see the crown there um, on, 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 the, on the picture. And as the Archbishop of Canterbury placed that crown on the head, this is what he said. And he refers back, what to? The nickname of Jesus. King of kings, Lord of lords, bless we beseech thee this crown and so sanctify thy servant Charles. And all the people said at that point, can we remember? Great. But all the people said it. <laughs> Not just Amy. All the people said, God save, the king. God save the king. Well done, you guys. Let's give them a round of applause and they can take a seat. I'll take these back off you. For hats, great stuff. And I have the sword. You can take a seat. Thank you very much. And for being very good, you can also take a sweet because you are really good actors. So there we go. Can I take two? You can take two, yes. There we are. And go and, have a, go and have a seat now. Have you got, have you got one? There we go. I know it's, a, it's, it's an... Um, yeah. It really doesn't... Just get a handful. Why not? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Go and take a seat then. So King Charles has promised in that service to serve us. He has promised to serve us, just like his mum before him. I don't know if you remember. Uh, it was, it was, we were reminded of it a lot last year when she passed. That on her 21st birthday, Queen Elizabeth II powerfully said this. She said, I declare before you all that my whole life, whether it be long or short, shall be devoted to your service and the service of our great imperial family to which we belong. That's what she said. She was a remarkable lady, wasn't she? And I'm, I'm not sure what nickname history will give Queen Elizabeth. Maybe... Elizabeth the Graceful or something like that. I don't think that would be inappropriate. And we've got some, uh, this morning, we've got some commemorative books, actually, that we, 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 we acquired, and they're free for you to take at the back, remembering the life of our late queen. Um, and if you've, everyone's welcome to take a copy and take a copy and pass on to others uh, if you so wish as you leave. But just as Elizabeth promised to serve us, so has her son, He's promised to do the same too. He said, where, where, wherever you may live, whatever may be your background or your beliefs, I shall endeavor to serve you with loyalty, respect, and love. And we are so privileged in this country that our last queen and our current king appreciate that this is the way to rule. It is a distinctly Christian 
understanding of leadership. Because as we heard earlier, it takes its lead from the King of Kings, the Son of Man, who came not to be served, but to serve. How? By giving his life as a ransom for many, that we may be forgiven our sins and restored to the God who created each one of us and loves every single one of us so dearly. So may God save our king, and may our king and all of us know our serving, saving God. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for Jesus, the King of Kings. We thank you for the way that he came not to be served, but to serve. We thank you for all that that means in the example that he set. But most of all, Lord, we praise you for what he achieved for us, that which we could not achieve, us being reunited with you. And once again, Father, we pray for our King. We pray that he would be a good king, that he would rule well, and that he would trust you and know you more and more as he goes through his reign. We pray all these things in the name of the King of Kings. Amen.